Welcome to Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. I am your host, Demo. My co-host is Joe Taylor. This is episode 27. We're going to be coming out with a new episode. Wednesdays. Every every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. That's our new thing. Look for us Wednesdays. Yeah. Right. Let's just go. Let's Let's do it. Let's go, man. Okay. What, What do you got? I have a Netflix original movie called In the Shadow of the Moon, and it stars Boyd Holbrook. Cleopatra Coleman, Bokeem Woodbine, and Michael C. Hall. Now, I recognize Michael C. Hall. I've watched this, by the way. Oh, good. So I I can talk uh, about it with you. Uh, Michael C. Hall was great. The new faces were really great, I thought. The new faces? What's the new faces? The fresh faces. The people... People I I didn't recognize, you mean. The no names. Yeah. Well, the Boyd guy there, Holbrook, he's been in a... He's on Narcos. Okay. He was in uh, Logan, and he was in The Predator. Because I know everyone loves The Predator, and everyone saw that, right? Sure. Sure, yeah. You'd, anyway, he's, I like him. He's, a, he's, a, he's got a good look. He's a good, seems like a good actor. Uh, Bokeem Woodbine is not a no-name actor. <laughs> he's been working forever and was great in season two of Fargo on FX. It was a great cast, but I'll let you take it from here. It's your it's your show. Well, no, I'm 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 almost interested in what you have to think before I go because I'm kind of <laughs> like I just saw it two hours ago and I'm still like processing it. And I know that I've read online that a lot of people did not care for this at all, but I have to say I enjoyed it. I did like it. I thought it was an interesting, kept my attention sci-fi thriller. Yeah. That. Uh, Moved along pretty well, and I was never bored. I thought some of the dialogue was a little hokey, especially at the beginning. I thought it was like sticking to like tropes we've seen oh, before. This is your jurisdiction. Yeah. Not, no, it's my jurisdiction. Right, and the buddy cop <laughs> thing. It's like I retire in three weeks. That type of you know. Oh yeah. You, so there were elements. That's inescapable though. It seems like it is. It is, but it it doesn't stick to that. It manages to to go in a new direction, and uh, it is a little predictable. To a certain extent, you know, like, well, I don't want to give anything away. Because if we get into real heavy plot, we're going to give too much away. I'll just say this. It's a pseudo sci-fi thriller. Crime thriller. Crime thriller with like a little time travel twist. Yeah. And it's not, if people are thinking like, oh, I don't like Star Wars. That was my impression of you, um, of the opposite of you. But uh, it's not like sci-fi. I no. mean, there's there's just some there's stuff sci-fi in it. elements. Yeah, but there's no spaceships. There's no, no you know laser guns. There's not nothing like that. And it's set in present time, but yeah, it jumps around every nine years. Yeah, like it starts in 1988, then it jumps to 1996, 2005, and from there. And that's like the premise of it is you get the story told in these increments of every nine years. Yeah, and it's set in Philadelphia. Now, I, I liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I was with it up until the very end. I got to be honest with you, the message of this thing bothered me a lot. Really? Yeah. No, I, I liked it because like it made me think about things I'd like to do right now if I could travel in time. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would do similar stuff. 
Yeah. You know, I see what you're saying with how it ends, but you know, I thought it was a rather tight script. No, I mean, I think I just thought there is some danger in, Hey, if we could go back in time, we need to kill the parents of this future group and, and whatever the group is, it worries me a little bit. Yeah. And of course, if it was some groups, this would never be allowed, but if it's others, perfectly okay. So you don't like the movie's political agenda? No, I thought I thought if it went the other way, it would have been, I mean, they would have burned Netflix to the ground on Sunset. They, p- people would have rioted. If this was, let's go back in time and kill the uh, future parents of uh, some other community, right. this wouldn't be allowed. You know, set in Philadelphia, which isn't exactly the Midwest, but it's got kind of that... Um, What's that movie that's never going to see the light of day now after all the, the shootings? The, the hunt. hunt. Yeah. It had some of that to it, and I don't like that. Well, okay. I guess I don't care. No, but it's still a fun movie. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a binge. It was a good movie. It's enjoyable. It's not going to make you overthink. It's not too convoluted, and it could get too convoluted. Yeah, that could have really gotten confusing, and they did a good job. I mean, it reminded me almost a little bit. There's probably no way that you or anyone else remembers this computer video game called um under a killing moon which is what i keep calling this on accident but it's never heard of it it came on four cd-rom discs oh back in the day (laughs) and uh it was like a private investigator type of thing this felt very like crime thriller to me even with all the sci-fi stuff it is a crime thriller. it's a you know a detective movie it was fun i'll 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 back you up on binge i don't like i don't like i think it's a dangerous message for some reasons towards the end but i guess i don't care okay i don't care so that's netflix original movie (laughs) in the shadow of the moon binge we have no social consciousness on this show no the less social consciousness the better we're just here to review things not to get political folks that's true was it a good movie or not it was good fine all right moving on now i've got something it's not political but it is based in reality and now you and i have been to fresno half a dozen times for quote-unquote comedy shows fresno too many times. One time to Fresno was too many. Yeah. I've probably been there 10 times. And ah, <laughs> uh, I'm not here to knock Fresno. Are we really going to go down this road? Fresno <laughs> sucks. Okay. You know, it's an interesting place. Uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I, I like going up there. I like the Central Valley to drive through on the way up to uh, Washington or something. But let me tell you what I'm talking about first. Season three of Goliath, Amazon original series. Billy Bob Thornton. Yep. He won an Emmy for season one. He won a Golden Globe. Golden Globe. Thank you. He's amazing. I loved the first season of Goliath. Came out maybe three years ago. They're not quite putting these out every year. It's like every year and a half. Season two sucked. It really took a turn. Season one was like a John Grisham novel come to life. It was very cool. Uh, Season two was just weird. Season three starts to get a little bit more normal. I'm honestly not sure. I wasn't sure when we started this conversation, what I was going to say, binge or purge. It's good. If you loved season one, then watch season three. Can I skip two? Yeah. I don't need it for the narrative. Nope. Totally unrelated. So here's the premise of season three though, which I thought was really cool. Um, The central Valley. Now why, why I brought up the fact that we've driven there so many times you drive by all these signs and they're like, oh, the politicians want to turn this into a dust bowl. There's all these weird like signs about the water being politicized. Do you remember seeing all that stuff? Yeah, sure. So apparently like the control of the water supply 
in the Central Valley is something that's been going on forever. And even in L.A., like that's what the movie Chinatown. China, I was going to say, it sounds like Chinatown yeah, to me. Exactly. So, so the Central Valley has the same thing. That's what this is about. So it's very grounded in reality. And for that reason, I thought it was really interesting. It's a lot of, I mean, he's a lawyer. So there's a lot of like investigation and private eye type of stuff. Uh, it's only eight episodes. They're about an hour. I'd say binge. It's cool. Great, great acting all around. But I should watch season one first season, just to really get into it. Season one is by far the best. And uh, they shoot it down at uh, the Ocean Lodge on Lincoln uh-huh. or on, a, on Ocean across from like the lobster and the entrance to the Santa Monica Pier. Okay. Anyway, they shoot it at the Ocean Lodge and Shay J, which is in the parking lot. Oh, I know Shay J. They don't change anything. They just shoot it as is, which is kind of cool. They don't change the signs or anything. So, But they're pretending to be in the Central Valley? Or no? Shay no. J, they, they're, they're acknowledging they're in Santa Monica and then they go to the Central Valley? Yeah. Season, okay. one, season one is all in L.A. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. And, I'm confused. And, and season two is all in L.A. Season two stars Mark Duplass who, you know, I worship at the altar of Duplass. Yeah. But it also had some, like, body horror stuff that was just, it didn't belong, and it was horrifying. Okay. Season three doesn't get any, any like, gore. It's not weird, but it's still not as good as season one, so. Billy Bob consistently good, though, throughout? Oh, he's so incredible. I mean, everybody in it is good. There's not a bad actor in the show. Everyone is so good. William Hurt is in it, which I could kind of do without. He's got... Uh, sort of some like party city Freddy Krueger makeup on, you know the one over on uh, Ventura and yeah, I know party city, but yeah. what's the Freddy Krueger party city makeup? Like he got like his face is all like he got blowtorch in the face or something. He's all kind of mangled. But skin. it's a bad makeup job. Yeah, it's bad, and they never really explain it. All right, I could have done without that. He he plays a big part in season one. Season three, it's just like a cameo. So I don't know. Anyway. I'll, I'll say binge. Binge season one for sure. Season two, eh, I'd say purge. Season three, light binge. Cool. Goliath on Amazon Prime. All right. I have two stand-up specials that just came out recently, and I'm picking them because they seem to be at the complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Now, I liked both of them for completely different reasons. They are Nikki Glazer's Banging on Netflix and Gary Goldman's The Great Depression on HBO. Have you seen any of them? Um, I watched the first three minutes of Nikki Glazer because I knew you were going to talk about it. I didn't really get into it. I felt like I kind of got it. Well, that's the thing. You, you know where you're going with Nikki Glazer in the first minute because her opening bit is about oral sex. Now, when you say oral sex, you mean? Female to male. Okay. So the the female, what's the female doing? She's giving. Okay. The male would be receiving. (laughs) I just wanted to talk normally, you know, but we're trying to keep this clean. Yeah. You know, she's talking about a BJ. And I'll tell the folks what a BJ is. What is a BJ? Well, that's her opening. Like the first time you heard what a BJ was, you're like, what? Yeah, yeah. That sets I saw that the part. tone for her entire special, and it's filthy. I feel like she's almost being raunchy for just to push the envelope for herself. Some producer told her to be that way, I'm sure. But even the set, to me, looked like a strip club. 
It's got like this like uh Yeah, it was weird. pink, purplish, neon look to it. It was no comedy club I've ever it was been no, in. No, 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 no. But a strip club I've been in for sure. Yeah. It just was missing a pole. I thought at one point yeah. a pole was going to pop out and she was going to start doing jokes while she spun around it. It was missing the pole and all the naked guys or whatever the place. What's the place you go to? <sighs> <laughs> all right. All right. You've done stuff with her before at the comedy store. Mm-hmm. She's, I think, a really cool... I mean, I've only met her like twice. She's a cool girl. Her work on the uh, Comedy Central roast is incredible. She's She is a great joke writer. Now, here's the thing. Two roasts ago, she was testing out her stuff, and she brought her three writers with her. So she's not necessarily writing all of her jokes. She's got a team with her. Well, that's that's not great. My buddy was watching the Alec Baldwin roast. He goes, oh, that, that Nikki Glazer's great. I go, yeah, but you know she has a team of writers. He's like, what? That's and he was, he was so discouraged from it. I'm like, a lot of these people have the writers. I'm not saying she isn't writing some of the jokes, but she definitely has a team because... Like I said, I was at the belly room and she came in to, you know, practice her stuff like two nights before it was going to be taped mm-hmm. and she had her guys with there and they had pads out, you know, like marking down what was working and what wasn't working. I watched them do it, but whatever. The point is, if you're up for it, it's really hilarious, but no going in, it's filthy. I mean, it's all about oral sex. I mean, it's just a sex show. I can't even remember what bits aren't about sex. See, I don't like that. I just know I laughed. Are there good jokes? I mean, is there stuff that, you know, I always judge it this way, which is maybe not the right way to look at things, but I always judge it like, could this comedian write something on a card, hand it to an audience member, they read it, and people laugh? Yeah. I mean, she's, I think she's a good joke writer. Okay. Well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll finish it then. I do, I do like her. I think she's cool. Uh, I started watching it with my girlfriend, and she was like, nope. She was like completely turned off by the first three minutes. This is another time that I'm going to agree with your girlfriend. Once again, here we she go. She has good taste. Her yeah. and your mother and me need yeah. to hang out. <laughs> Road trip. <laughs> All right. What about the Goldman thing? Now, the Gary Goldman special, like I said, complete opposite. It's called The Great Depression. It's on HBO. It's his set incorporated with a little documentary of his life right now because he just went through a massive depression back in 2017. And this special covers that. So interspersed between the stand-up is this documentary. And it was a little jarring the first time they did it. Cause you're like, I'm like, what is going on? And like they go to visit uh, where he grew up, talks to his mom. They look at, you know, uh, pictures of him growing up. Then they go to the comedy cellar. They go to his apartment. You meet his wife. You really get a look at, his real intimate personal life and how depression has really shaped who he is. And that's the focus of it. So a depressed comedian, that's the, we're really ahead of the times here. It's his story, man. Yeah. But it's like, okay, he's a a comedian who's very depressed. Like Brody Stevens had the enjoy it show eight years ago. This has been done. Gary's done a whole bunch of other specials, right? If you want to check out some great ones, my favorite one is in this economy and the other one is It's About Time. I think he's hilarious. He's a fantastic joke writer. Everyone knows the Conan bit about the state abbreviations. You've seen that. I don't know if I have. What? I don't know if I've seen it. Can, can you bring he, me up to speed? He talks about this documentary that he saw, which he didn't. It's a fake documentary. <laughs> but it's about how they established the initials used for state abbreviations. 
Okay. And how like oh, CA for California, right? And, and they CA California. This is going to be easy. When you want to go to lunch, and then they get you know they go down the list, and it becomes harder and harder because there's like repetition. Oh, okay, that's funny. And he did it on Conan O'Brien. Okay, I didn't see it, but that's that's you funny. gotta watch it. And, and and he said he was on Conan. He said that's my most downloaded thing is my state abbreviations. So here's the deal. Watch that if you like it. Then I suggest you like his kind of humor. Check out the Great Depression. But no, going in, this is very dark, personal stuff he's talking about. But he's got one bit that was so relatable to me that I almost cried from laughing. He does a bit about 60 Minutes and how it represented being depressed as a child on Sunday nights and that ticking of the clock and how it meant like, you know, did I get my homework done? And oh God, I got to go back to school tomorrow. And Nothing rang more true than that bit for me. It was like so on the money. I felt like I'm like, yeah, man, I'm right there with you. Sunday nights at seven, 60 minutes is on and I want to blow my brains out. I don't feel like you're doing the bit justice, but I'm not doing the bit justice. (laughs) Watch the special. Okay. You know what? I will, because I think he's funny. He seems like he's been around forever. He's the kind of guy that you're going to see on a cruise ship or at the Tropicana or something. He's going to kill every time. Yeah. But what's interesting is, you know, I've seen him over the years. I've seen him in person. I've watched his specials and not knowing like at some point he's going to go through such a dark time in his life very recently that he has to have electroshock therapy. Oh, wow. And he gets into that. Okay. That's pretty, that's pretty advanced uh, depression. Yeah. He's taking it to a next level of comedy. It almost in a way and not in a good way, but the very end, I mean, he ends it which is almost like a TED talk. Like he abandons the comedy. It's got a little bit of the Nanette feel to it, but it's only about two minutes as opposed to Nanette where it's like the last 45 minutes of the special are just a rant. Did you see Nanette? I'm remaining quiet. Okay. Yeah, I know. Okay. Nanette is a Netflix stand-up special from 2018 by Australian comedian Hannah Gadsby. Nikki Glaser, Banging, Gary Goleman, The Great Depression, both worth checking out both for completely different reasons. One is just filthy, raunchy, you know, go for the jugular, I'm going to gross you out. And the other one is introspective, dark, personal sadness. So you would say binge the Goldman special? Yeah, I would say binge them both. Binge them both? Yeah, why not? All right. When we review these, everyone has a different opinion on what's funny or isn't, right? So someone could say, like, oh my God, Nikki Glaser was terrible. I'm just saying I laughed at both of them, so I have to binge them, okay? okay? If I didn't laugh, I would say forget it, but both of them made me laugh. All right. Now, one quick uh, footnote. You know, we were talking about a movie that I just saw this weekend. Mm-hmm. Gary Goldman makes cameo in that. He does. Mm-hmm. Gary Goleman. This is his time right now. Yeah. You're talking about Joker. Yeah, he plays like the warm-up guy for the talk show or something. No. He plays a comedian at the club where the Joker does an open mic. Well, good for him. Uh, he seems like a nice guy, and he's funny from what I know. The last thing, I watched a series. You're going to be so proud of me. I highly doubt that. It was not in English. Oh! I am proud. I watched a series that was made in Russia and I think you could watch it with the subtitles or you could watch it overdubbed. I watched it overdubbed. Mm, I thought you said I'd be proud of you and you read subtitles for once. So you're telling me you watched the overdubbed version of something. Yeah. 
Now, again, this is in Russian. And interesting fact, when you overdub English on top of people speaking Russian, it's not that different. It really didn't throw me off that much. The, uh, the it's, not rhythm- like, it's not like a Kung Fu movie? No, it's not like a Kung Fu movie. It was very much like, uh, I, I mean, it took me out of it sometimes, but I'd say like 80% of the time it just it didn't really even register. So it was good. Anyway, this is a Netflix original series called Better Than Us. And it's about AI. You know what AI is, right? Yes, artificial intelligence. No. it's Oh, yes, you're right. Sorry. Just messing with me. So You are incorrect. <laughs> the this... correct spelling of AI is AI. <laughs> now, there's a new season coming of this. There's a season two coming. Uh, it's not out yet. I watched season one. This is about a female AI bot... It's very much like... Ex- Time out. Yeah. Time out. Okay. This is a scripted show? Yes. Oh, oh, I thought there was a doc for a second. No, 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 no. Okay. It's, it's like ex- it's like a TV version of Ex Machina is the short short review of this thing. Perfect. Thank um, you. The uh, the AI bot uh, kind of goes offline and starts doing things on her own volition. Novel concept. Yeah. AI run amok. Yeah. It's, that's exactly what it is. But it was really well done, and it's it was kind of like that movie, Her... Or uh, something else we just reviewed not too long ago, where it's set like 16 years in the future, which is a very scary time to like set a sci-fi because it, it's not that different than the life we're living right now. It's not like a, a spaceship movie. It's like, a, oh, this is where we might be in 16 years. You know, mm. I, I don't know where we're going to be in two weeks, man. You know, I don't know either. Uh, actually, I'll be in Texas, but uh, we'll hang out when I get back. This thing stars Paulina Andreva. She plays Arisa, who is the runaway robot. Arisa. That's the name? Yeah. Okay, I'm just getting, I'm just I'm just trying to get into it. Arisa, she's my robot. I'm with yeah. you. And by the way, all the robots in this thing are like hot. Yeah, cuz they're kind of like sex robots. We can say they're sex robots. Yeah. So they're they're super super hot. Aren't all these robots basically going to be able like, you know, you know, paint your house, get your groceries, and you can have sex with them. Isn't like they're also sex robots going to be like their default setting? Like, is anybody going to make a robot you can't have sex with? Well, technically, you could have sex with any robot you want. I don't know what my point is. Sorry. And something about uh, Teddy Ruxpin. I don't <laughs> All right. <laughs> Look, so uh, Kirill Caro. Good luck, Jess. Trying yeah. to correct me on I'm that. I'm not even. Jess, you don't have to do that one. Thanks. Because. I can't. Why are you trying to tell us Russian names of, that we're not even going to recognize? Like, you're not going to tell me, oh, I loved her in that. We've never heard of these people. Well, one of them I think you have, and I'm trying to sort out from where. Anyway, bottom line, look, this thing was done really well. It's uh, very engaging for me to watch it and have to, like, sync up the audio and the lips not quite matching. Or if you want to watch it with subtitles. It was good, man, and it was a really good like picture of what AI could look like in uh, 15 to 20 years. I would say if you like that type of stuff, binge Better Than Us, Netflix original series from Russia, brought to the United States. Now you're saying it's got one season in the bag, and season two is coming. Correct. And how many episodes? Eight each, about an hour long. All right. You, you would like it a lot. I know you love uh, robots and stuff. And I do enjoy robots. Yeah. Well, these are hot robots that are uh, 
need to be tracked down and, and caught. Cool. Now, does it play into like like Russian society? No, it, it's it's just good, set good, in Russia. Good question. Um, it it could have been set anywhere. Okay. It's very generic. There's no political stuff. There's no. It's just people that have robots, and one of them goes bad. And all right, it's yeah, not make. Up. It doesn't have a political statement. No. Okay. Cool. Sounds so, good. Yeah. So better than us. I think you. I was actually excited to tell you about this, and I let a little bit of it slip on our thing with uh, with Emily on Off Planet Radio, which you can hear about a week after this comes out, yes. probably. And we'll talk more about that later. But uh, I had to mention it because it's really up your alley, definitely up her alley too. So right on. All right, Joe. Recap. Let's get out of here. What do we? What? What? What did we do? What did we do this week? Oh gosh. Uh, let's see. Episode twenty-seven. Demo talked about Netflix original movie in the shadow of the moon. You said binge. I did. I've seen the movie. Okay, fine. Binge. Joe talked about Goliath season three, Amazon original series, one of their most popular ones. You said binge said season one. Definitely binge season one. Purge two and uh, binge three. If you really dig in season one. Yeah. It's very much a John Grisham novel come to life. And season one is the best example of it. Now you had two comedy specials. Yes. Nikki Glazer's Banging on Netflix and Gary Goldman's The Great Depression on HBO. I said binges for both because they both made me laugh for completely different reasons. Okay. And it sounds like the Goldman thing had some substance to it as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. It's a good look at someone going through depression. Yeah. Like I have a mirror. Coming out the other side. I already of have depression. a mirror, but I'll, uh, I'll check that out. Um, okay. And finally, <laughs> better than us, uh, Joe talked about Netflix original series from Russia overdubbed in English. And I but said I can, I can watch it with subtitles if I want in the original Russian. Sure. Okay. That's sure. how I'm going to do it, Joe. Okay, that's fine. You know something interesting? Uh, you know how uh, there's a space station uh, out there, supposedly, right? The International Space Station. Yeah. You know that we haven't launched a spacecraft in like 12 years or something from the U.S. So how do the U.S. NASA astronauts get to the space station? They go to Russia. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. interesting? I knew that. Oh, you well, didn't know this? Well, I found out a, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, no humans leave for space from the United States anymore, which is a shame, but that's the deal. If, if you want to go to the space station, you get shot up in Russia. The last time an American was launched into space from the United States was in July of 2011. Can we go home? Please. All right. Where can they find us, Joe? We uh, forgot that last time, and I know, wow, countless people were just, you know, oh my God, how do I get a hold of these guys? Yeah, uh, Demo's cell phone number is 310... No, I don't remember what it is. No, uh, I don't remember what it is. You can email us at bingeorpurgepodcast at gmail.com, Instagram at bingeorpurgepodcast, Twitter at bingeorpurge, Facebook uh, slash bingeorpurge, uh, you can listen to us on Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Listen Note, a whole bunch of other places. Repost. Don't podcast. forget, we're on YouTube now. Oh yeah, that's right. We're on YouTube now. So uh, Binger Purge Podcast. I don't just go into YouTube. You know, search Binger Purge Podcast. It'll come up. That and a lot of you know uh, anorexia and bulimia videos. Yeah. But you'll find us Binger Purge Podcast. That we've also posted. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, we have day jobs, people. Now, please post like a comment or like or subscribe or do something. Tell a friend. We would really appreciate it. Absolutely. And as always, we want to thank Jess the Facts. You can follow Jess on Instagram and Twitter at the Jessica Greer. 
Thank you, Joe. My name is Demo. This has been Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. Thanks for listening. See you next time.